Welcome to Here's the Scoop, a podcast that takes a bite-sized look at the evolution of food and trends from a uniquely Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Pei Chen. This episode is all about ketchup chips, which brings back fond memories of licking red stained fingers as a kid. Whether they're your chip of choice or not, many of us consider it to be a Canadian classic. In this episode, we'll hear how well the flavor sells in Loblaw stores across the country and what other country is also known for ketchup chips. But first, let's take a look at where the savory snack came from. Janice Thiessen is a professor of history at the University of Winnipeg and the author of Snacks, A Canadian Food History. She knows a lot about the history of chips and right off the bat, she wanted to comment on the popular origin story of the chip itself. There is this uh, oral tradition that a gentleman by the last name of Crum was a, a cook in a restaurant in uh, you know northeastern United States, and that he was uh, deep frying potatoes, and a customer complained about them being too thick. So as a response to it, he ended up slicing potatoes extremely thin and deep frying them, and it became a popular snack. Well, whether that's true or not, whether he's in, for, in fact the first to uh, slice and deep fry potatoes in that way is uh, a matter for debate. And certainly there's no record in history that exists that will prove definitively who's the first to ever have done that. Janice explains that the history of this snack is pretty unique since it was directly connected with the evolution of the shipping industry. The packaging of them was a real challenge. And so you only served ever a local market because that's how far you could ship before they ended up just being crushed in transit and people betting a bunch of, you know, shards of potato chips or potato chip dust instead of actual potato chips. So it used to be first half of the 20th century that there were quite literally hundreds of independent potato chip manufacturers across Canada and the United States. At this point, they were just making potato chips with a bit of salt on them. But the chip industry changed post-World War II when a packaging solution emerged. Bags were inflated with nitrogen. So that it not only preserves the freshness, but also kind of acts as a, a cushion during transportation. But you then have the consolidation of many of these companies, uh, the ability to ship chips uh, nationally and internationally, and experimentation by many of these companies with flavoring. So in the 60s, lots of flavors started popping up across North America. Some of those flavors stuck around, like barbecue, and others, they flopped, like coconut. But it's hard to track exactly who was the first to develop each flavor, including ketchup. The biggest problem is that what we are talking about over the, the span of the 20th century is going from hundreds, if not thousands, of chip makers to dozens of chip makers. So uh, some of them get bought out uh, and then perhaps their records make a transition from one company to another, but perhaps they don't. In most cases though, you have them that they, they just simply die out, right? It's a family-based business. Uh, they can't compete once consolidation starts happening in the industry and they just fold up shop. And so then their records, you know, people often, it's, it's a small family business, 
you know, you don't think, well, this is, uh, this is something that I need to shove in an archive. And even if you did, like, which archive are you going to send it to? Uh, and would they even accept it, right? It's, uh, it's work to process those things. So we don't have those sorts of records, so it's, it's really impossible to trace. But what we do know is that flavored chips took off in the 70s. And although many say that ketchup was invented in Canada, what we do know for certain is that it's always been a more popular flavor here compared to the States. Janice says this might have to do with the migration streams. Uh, perhaps it is that, you know, particularly Western Canada, you had so many um, folks who are coming from uh, Eastern Europe, where there is a, a long history of fondness for foods that have vinegar-based flavors. Whereas in, uh, you know, Midwestern United States, uh, you have many migration streams from uh, the Nordic countries, and they're more fond of, you know, sour cream-based type flavors. Now, there are tons of ketchup chips to choose from in Canada, but PC's loads of ketchup chips are certainly a fan favorite. So I wanted to chat with Kathleen Ross, the VP of Food Product Development and Innovation at President's Choice. I actually, in my mind, your loads of ketchup chips have been around forever, but I'm sure that's not the case. So can you give me a little of the backstory or the history about PC's chips? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we definitely have had, um, under the no-name brand, we've definitely had chips around for a long time. And then back probably in the early to mid-2000s, we started creating this, uh, what we call a descriptor brand. So President's Choice products that had loads of stuff in them or on them. Um, So we had a loads of burger um, group of products. Uh, loads of ice cream, so as many inclusions as you can get into a tub of ice cream. Um, the ice cream's still around, I know that for sure, and then there's a, been a few other loads of, but the success has been amazing with the chip category. The PC loads of chip, people just love. And I think, listen, if you're a salty snack person, mm-hmm. you want as much of that on the outside of a chip as you can possibly get. So um, they are loaded. I'm sure you've had them. Yes, they um, are. We've got lots of different flavors. Yeah. And interestingly enough, um, ketchup's the number two flavor. Well, what's number one? All dressed. I, I I would have picked sour cream and onion. Like that's my go-to flavor. But ketchup Go is like go-to? right up there. Yeah. yeah. So ketchup, yeah. Um, the PC loads of ketchup is the second best seller um, yeah. for you. Now... How would that have been developed to be different than, you know, other ketchup chips on the market? Um, I think with ours, well, there's an interesting story behind our ketchup chip um, because, well, both of them now that we've gone to no name simple check is for many, many years, the standards of President's Choice are always no artificial flavors and colors. But there was just always a handful of products where you needed, mostly it was about the color. So Mm -hmm. our red velvet cheesecake, it needed to be red, so it needed the artificial color. The same was with the ketchup chip. Right. So about seven or eight years ago now, we were like, that's it. We've got to somehow figure out a way to get rid of the artificial flavors and colors in this last handful of products across the portfolio because 
people expect it from President's Choice. And the ketchup chips, they were one of the hardest formulations. They really were. And it was really about, it was the vibrancy of the color. Mm -hmm. So it kind of went from that vibrant red ketchup chip color that you know to this kind of muted, almost like a dark beet color. So it got darker, darker reddish purple. So it went from that vibrant red. And um, people did not love it at first. Oh, no. We did get, yeah. And I think just because it had changed. And people were like, whoa, Mm -hmm. wait a second. What did you do to my chips? But like everything else, I think people, well, they see the positive of no artificial uh, flavors and colors and everyone makes the adjustment, right? And, but they still taste fantastic and they have, I think it's close to twice the amount of seasoning on the outside of the chip that you would in a normal chip. Well, there's just lots of stuff on it. It's, that's the thing is like you want every chip to taste like it's loaded with flavor because I can think of, um, being a kid and, and opening up a bag of chips and you never wanted that potato chip that looked like. It barely had any no, flavor on it. You always felt like... The one that got left out. Yeah, the one yeah. that was on, it's like the edge of the pan or something that didn't get sprinkled with um, with the ketchup-y flavor. Um, and that's what exactly. you want is you want this chip that has um, that color. And it's funny to me when you say that, um, you know, you're trying to get rid of the artificial coloring, which is what people wanted. But then at the same time... Um, People say they don't want it, but then when it looks True. different, yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they kind of turn their noses up at it. And like, as a total aside, when my parents first started making um, Chinese food, my mom didn't put food yeah. coloring yeah. in the, she didn't put food coloring in the sweet and sour sauce because that didn't occur to her. And people complained about it. And then she had to For start sure, loading it in. Red. Exactly, yeah. she had to start loading in red food coloring yeah. to yeah. appease yeah. people because they associate, the color was associated with the food, even though it didn't change the flavor. In fact, it was adding something um, artificial, Absolutely. but it's so as soon yeah. as you said the red color, I'm like red is a very hard color to find in a natural product. So um, amazing oh, that you've done it. It absolutely <laughs> is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that um, so then people are like, oh, okay, I, I see the trade off here, and it still tastes great, and it's probably better for me. So that's good. But yeah, people, it takes a bit of adjusting. It was the same with the red velvet. They were like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> it basically, became pink velvet. Um, <laughs> But people, people were all right with it. So, um, but it was that was that was a bit of a hard slog that one trying to get and to to have the color to be stable too. That's the other thing with artificials is they last forever, right? And your stable your flavors and colors will destabilize and over shelf life. So they could look duller and maybe a little more funkier in a purple color than you expected them to be. But we finally got the formula where we needed to, and. Um, People love it. The, I think the loads of, it's interesting because the insight was everybody just wants more of the good stuff, right? So let's mm. put more of the good stuff into a product. And to your point, cover every chip. So it's, you know, all there aren't ones that are left out. And it's a good excuse to just keep eating more chips. Of course. Oh, well, that one didn't have enough seasoning, <laughs> so I'll have a few more. But interestingly enough, over the years, teens especially love these products. And it's because it's high flavor, it's great snacking. So we always joke about, you know, the moms that buy bags and bags and bags of this stuff because this is what their kids snack on. Oh, yeah. Even more so when we've been shut in the house for the last several months. But, oh, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. It's all about snackification right now. That's the Oh, I like that word. Thing. I've a- I've aced uh, snackification if there's any sort of diploma or certificate for it. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I've I've earned it. Um, how long have the um, the loads of ketchup chips 
been around roughly? Roughly, probably 10 years. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I always, I, uh, I often age products these days and how long I've been at Loblaws. It's been 20 years. So <laughs> oh, wow. I, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably about 10, 12 years. Halfway yeah. through. Um, and yeah. I know that they are, I believe, available across Canada. They are, absolutely. Yeah, they have really great distribution across all our stores. Now, are there certain provinces or areas, cities perhaps, uh, in Canada where they mm-hmm. do really well? I'm always curious about, you know, where a certain food product might be the most popular. Yep. So it looks like Ontario is the winner for ketchup. Um, and we know, I'd like you to know a bit of the history. This is truly a Canadian flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it supposedly was created here by Hostess many, many, many years ago, potentially in the 70s. And it was always a big hit with Canadians. But Ontario seems to, in ranking their number one, and then it goes to the West. Folks in the West like it. Then the Atlantic, and then Quebec. Quebec was only 6% of our sales, which I thought was wow. interesting. Yeah. Interesting. The thing you have to remember, too, is at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of the 80-20 rule. We love different flavors and flavor experiences. But the top, the top sellers most of the time are always salted. Yes. Uh, ripple salted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, still a, we're still pretty vanilla in a lot of ways. When you talk about, um, you know, selling a lot of grocery products, people still like the basic flavors. When we talk about ketchup chips being very uniquely Canadian, I feel like that's an, a badge of honor that Canadians wear because there's just mm-hmm. certain things that we associate as being available here. So ketchup chips, things yep. like... Um, candy bars and things like that that we are very proud of smarties for example yes. um yep. and with ketchup chips have you seen any sort of demand or requests uh, outside of canada i think um i know it's a flavor i'll introduce to people who aren't canadian if we often if we have people from overseas come and we do store tours and we talk about our business um, I feed them the usual suspects, you know, the decadent chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> and here you have to try our loads of ketchup chips. This is very Canadian with ours. It's a real delicate balance between that sweet tomato and that strong acidity that you get from ketchup. And of course, then, you know, everybody's blend of secret seasonings and spices that are in ketchup. So I think for us, I find the spicing and that sweet a good balance of sweet and acidity comes through in our chips and i think that's kind of what gives it the punch um i i just find ours more flavorful than a lot of the other brands to be quite honest when you introduce these chips to people that are from out of the country as you mentioned if you have visitors um, international visitors and they're not familiar with ketchup chips and it probably sounds a bit strange like when you think about the fact that someone's suggesting that you eat this salty slightly sweet snack based on a condiment um it might sound a bit weird what is the reaction that you get from people who try it for the first time yeah it's exactly that they're like ew weird (laughs) ketchup chips but then you eat it and you're like wait a second why wouldn't i eat a ketchup chip i put it on tons of i put it on french fries i use it as a condiment on all types of foods why wouldn't it be on a potato chip so to me, it was a bit of a great invention, but also a bit of a no-brainer when you think about the logic of it. So I find people, if you like ketchup, you like it. Right. I have to tell you, I'm not not—I'm not the biggest fan of ketchup. Mm-hmm. I'll do a little dip with a French fry or something, 
but there's something about ketchup chips I really love. I'm also an all dress girl, but oh. I can eat it. I can eat a bag of ketchup chips. Yeah. To me, all dress is like very tangy, very acidic. It's, it's very, it's very, it's one of the foods I call foods that make you sweat. It's right up there. And a really good salt and vinegar. That'll do it too. Oh, you definitely like, yeah, you definitely like the vinegary, like acidic ones. I, yeah. um, ketchup is definitely a go-to for me. Sour cream and onion. It, it gives you the mm. worst breath for the whole day. Like you have to really <laughs> think about uh, when you eat sour cream and onion chips, but um, that would be my go it's go true. to. It's and, true. And just like the flavor punch, like you you mentioned of the uh, the loads of ketchup. Um, thank you yep. so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm craving it was chips. nice to chat with you. Now let's take a step back and look at chips around the world. I know when I've traveled, I've seen the most interesting flavors overseas. So I wanted to know a bit more about what's out there and what we're missing out on in Canada. Monique Bernstein is the co-founder of Universal Yums, a subscription box service that sends you snacks and candies from a different country each month. She says she's tried her fair share of chip flavors when sourcing treats to include. So we found, uh, I think this like first find that was really unique was we found a chocolate and chili chip from France. Um, they actually don't make it anymore, but, uh, we were like super intrigued by this manufacturer. They make, um, a blue cheese and walnut chip as well, which just, you know, it seems like pinnacle France. Um, we, uh, put together like a Columbia box really early on and they were really all about the mayonnaise chips, which are so good. Um, we just featured Thailand that's this month's country and um, we put in these devil potato chips that's what they're called and when I first tried them I was super intrigued because they actually had like the real chilies in the chip bag so when you got to the bottom of the bag there were like all these dried chilies and I was like yeah that's that's Asia for you Um, in that same box we had like a um, salty lemon chip which is uh, kind of like what they do in Thailand. They put a lot of like fruit flavors with salt. So that was fun. Um, yeah. I mean, I could keep going. Italy is coming up for us. We, um, we of course are doing truffle chips. How could you not? Um, but we also found a bunch of unique flavors. They do a really great rosemary chip that we really enjoyed. And then they the supplier that we work with also just came out with a new line where they're doing like um, this golden tomato variety, which the golden tomato is like a very Italian varietal of tomatoes, very special there. So it's kind of cool to like get this ingredient or, you know, produce from Italy in this like different format. And you may have guessed it. Italy is also where you can find ketchup chips. They make an amazing ketchup chip, so we should have like a taste test comparing the Canadian ketchup chip versus the Italian ketchup chip because I think Italy could give you guys a run for your money. So from the woman who has tried chips from all over the world, what's her ultimate favorite? Spoiler, it's not ketchup. So a couple years ago, we found this raspberry chip from Spain. That's got to be it. I mean, it just had like the uniqueness factor but it also had the sweet and salty factor which i really enjoyed and there's just there's there's nothing else like it so yeah that would probably be my favorite chip that i've tried i don't know that raspberry would be in my top three but i'm definitely open to trying them 
Thank you for listening to Here's the Scoop. I'm Pei Chen. This podcast is produced and edited by Amanda Capito. The sound designer and composer is Olivia Pascarelli. Its executive producers are Jessica Robinson and Kieran Rana, with creative direction by Monica Bralabreski. If you like what you've heard, be sure to subscribe to Here's the Scoop on your favorite podcast player and let us know what you think. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share with a friend who also loves all things food. The opinions shared in this podcast are of each individual subject and do not represent the views of Law Blah Companies Limited or its affiliates. Mm-hmm.